Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show. Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast, where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. It's the first and longest-running Pirates of the Caribbean cast that's as much about the movie as it is exploring the historical elements we find in and beyond the films and expanded universe. That took my breath away. Yeah, it sounds like it. I did. It's like I was out of breath. It's like it was uh, jogging up a staircase or something like that just to say that. <laughs> What the hell's going on here? No clue. It's like the new year started and I'm already out of breath. Wait, wait to hit my exercise goals there, Scott. You are in tip-top shape. I'm Scott Artist from ScottArtist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlMinute.com. Maybe I should be like Scott Artist from LazyBastage.com or something, something like that. I can't even say a small paragraph. One that's been ingrained into my mind and I can't even say it without going, Whew, boy, am I out of breath. Thanks for joining us for minute 15 of Dead Man's Chest. Literally, Dead Man's Chest. My chest is bursting. With, it's on fire. I just can't uh, get the exercise thing going or something. The breathing. It's like I'm on fire just from daily activities going, oh my God, I got to rest. Uh, you're sitting there in the studio chair and you already need a rest. So happy new year on that note, scallywags. It's 2018 and we must officially be in the future now. That's all I have to say. We've got to be in the future, right? All those movies from the 80s that claimed we would have flying cars, food synthesizers, robot butlers, Terminators, or Armageddon, I dare say. Well, we just continue down that road and all that exciting sci-fi stuff is just not here yet, is it? No. What the hell? Come on. We're working on driverless cars. Oh, come on. Get the hell out of here with that stuff. (laughs) Nobody wants driverless cars. We all see how bad that goes in the movies. Look at Minority (laughs) Report or any other movie like with, uh, what's that one with? Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're going to Mars. Running Man? The Running Man? No. The Mars one. Dang it. What the hell is that? Is it Running Man? I don't know. the hell? How come I can't even think of that? Completely my lost my mind. My question is, if you have a driverless car and you have a warrant out for your arrest, can the police actually program your car to go to the police station? Well, there we go. And that's why all the movies in the future that have those <laughs> things, they don't like them. Tells you where they are. It just pulls over your car right when you know it. Look at Minority Report. You got to hijack those things. Ah, eh, the future. I it's wish not I could really remember. Up to be. What the hell is? Oh, Total Recall. Jeez, it's odd that I couldn't remember a movie about not remembering, and then you're getting Total Recall. Yeah, the that's coincidence. Weird. That is. That's all I have to say. It's weird. But we're on the verge of all that. Like you said, driverless cars. Driverless cars. I guess. Yeah. Okay, we'll stay with that. But practical daily use in our homes, those dirty liars, we don't have any of that cool stuff yet. It has progressed. What are you talking about? you got a cell phone that brings everything to that's your That's true. Hand. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. That technology, I mean, we've progressed, but we, 
and we have a little bit of that stuff that's in our daily lives, but we don't have the full-on robot action or flying cars. So we have some of the stuff, but we haven't gotten to that point where we're all just zipping around. Yes. Which probably for good reason. Probably definitely good reason. But why start off 2018 complaining that I don't have artificially intelligent robots or robot dogs running around the house? I can use something to make our dinner every night. See? Food synthesizer. It's not here yet. But it's got to make good food, not like pellets. Soylent green is people. <laughs> it's already made. Soylent green. I'll keep my fingers crossed, I guess, for 2018. Not for Soylent green, but for some other big tech things. And with that said, let's get our butts to the 18th century. Oh, the hypocrisy. Let's get back to the past. Blast to the past. In the previous minute, Captain Jack Sparrow goes down on his love. The Black Pearl is what we're talking about here. Let's keep it clean, folks. Wow. Feeling his way through the darkness, navigating the wood, searching for confidence in a bottle, shocked at the sight of barnacles on her hull, finds the last thing you ever want. Well, usually, the last thing you ever want to find is a crusty wet man already on your ship. <laughs> That's my ship, I say. Ah, uh, the humanity. In the immortal words of Simon and Garfunkel, I gotta get some rum. When I come back to her deck, someone's taking my place. There you go. Somebody's already taken his place. Minute 15 begins with Bootstrap Bill Turner. Probably should have sang that, actually. Yeah. I was going to, but then I couldn't remember the, the tune to that. And then now I remember it with Cecilia. Dang it. But the, it's already over with now. It'd be like going back on it and just be uh, me bragging about my singing potential. So we'll just move along. Minute 15 begins with Bootstrap Bill Turner dropping water from his mouth as he says to a completely stunned Jack. You look good, Jack. With his mouth agape, Jack steps back with his lantern and manages to utter, Is this a dream? The minute ends with Bootstrap revealing the name Davy Jones. Jack responds, So it's you then, as he starts to take a seat. Actually, before we get started here, and I sure hope you have yourself a pirate word at the tip of your tongue. Otherwise, we are kicking 2018 off by letting everyone down, just like we did on the very first episode. And every subsequent episode, just because we always let everybody down with that. So I'm going to take a chance and say, what's the pirate word of the week there, Heather? I'm not here to let anybody down. Okay. We're going with aft-tier. Aft-tier? Aft-tier. I feel a little let down. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. Well, you told me earlier something about cutting them to the bone or braising them or braised cutlets or cutlets for (laughs) everyone. I don't remember what it was. Is that what you wanted? Because I couldn't find anything that kind of went with this week. I know you have an having art. a tough time. I know you have an art for it, but you teased me with uh, Death and Destruction. And so that's yeah, where but my it just went. seemed a little brutal for today. It is a little brutal. The beginning Especially of the this year. is such a good, tragic, upbeat minute. Let's just call that. <laughs> so why do we want anything bloody? Okay, aft-tier. What is aft-tier. this? Aft-tier. Come back here. Come back here? Yeah. Really? Now I am officially let down. <laughs> 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 you teased me with... Slicing somebody across their chest or... From chest to stomach. From chest to stomach and then you give me come back here. It seemed a little heavy for today. It is a little heavy. Trust me, this whole minute is weirdly heavy. Don't you think? I mean, it's a tragic minute. Yeah. It's like that sad hour. (laughs) Depressed. Ready for depression, everyone? having such a heavy minute, I didn't want to bring such a heavy... Pirate word to it? Pirate word. Well, light it is. I would bring something nice and light and easy. Easy on the ears. Aft here. Aft here. I don't know. You know, 2018, aft here, we're in a depressed minute. Why couldn't we just go with the feeling of everybody's depressed? Let's bring everybody down. Let's good morning everybody here. Good morning. And that's like the official 
Oh my God, it's it's hell. It's 2018, everybody's stumbling out of bed. They're probably just getting up. I guess it depends on what time you listen to this. So That's true. Maybe it makes sense. I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. I normally listen in the evening. So there you go. And that would make sense. You're just getting up. No. Verbinski and his crew nailed the bootstrap intro. That's all I have to say with this. Okay, that's not all I have to say. Otherwise, we'd have a really short episode. He's like this completely downtrodden character. A tragic guy sentenced to an incredible death. Of course, we get that. Okay, nobody wants to be strapped to a cannon and dropped into the ocean. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. No. But everything that he is right in this particular moment, it shows that, hey, being dropped into the ocean while tied to a cannon is not fun. Because it shows on his face and his mannerisms. I love the details in this kind of sadistic way, I guess. From a character standpoint, I don't want people bootstrapped, if we're going to coin a verb here. But bootstrap is just seen sitting there with his head down most of the time. And he doesn't even really lift his head much, even when he's addressing Jack or talking to Jack. He kind of just looks up a little bit with his eyes. I would have to imagine those barnacles are awful heavy. I don't know if they're heavy. Is uncomfortable. Uh, you, you don't think they would be heavy on your face? I mean, he's loaded with barnacles. And his arm is turning crusty. He's got a crusty arm. So it's got to be, I mean, for one thing, that would bring you down no matter what. Just to have barnacles all over you? Yeah. Oh my God, don't show me a mirror. I mean, the guy opened his mouth. I don't know how long he's been sitting on this ship, but he opens his mouth and water comes out of his mouth. Yeah, everything about this guy right now screams, my life sucks. My life sucks, the big one. That's exactly what's going on here. It's not just the encrusted barnacles that we also talked about last episode. But there's a lot of enhancements with sound to really give you that feeling like he's a crusty critter. His movements are like accentuated with these cracks, breaking barnacles, breaking that glue. It's like cement breaking kind of thing. Cracking. Which is interesting getting back to the tragic figure idea because it tells me that he's not doing a whole lot of moving around. No. Sitting and stewing in his juices. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a ship that has met its watery grave and is just waiting to be consumed by the ocean and its inhabitants. He has all the time in the world to sit there and think, what the hell went wrong in my life that I'm now a Barnacle Bill? (laughs) I was Bootstrap. Ah, the cool name. Now I'm just Barnacle Bill. It's like he's a character on Spongebob all of a sudden. (laughs) He's all, really? I got to be a character on that cartoon? Dang it. (laughs) But what I think is the deal here is he's trying to figure out, like, what in the hell brought me to this low point? I mean, we don't get the backstory here, at least at this time. But it sounds like, well, it reminds me of that movie AI, Artificial Intelligence, the one that you don't really like. I don't think you liked it. Did you? It was sad, right? It was good, but it was depressing and sad. I think I saw yeah, it once, it and maybe I saw sad. it twice, and I was just like, I Jesus, this thing just gets me down. It was just sad. It's a downer. Yeah. The whole thing is a downer. Yeah. And, okay, I don't recall the little android's name, the dead people kid. I know his real name, but I don't remember the dead people android. <laughs> the hell is his name in that movie ai anyways he's a little boy he's a tragic figure and then he ends up at the bottom of the ocean okay yeah and he sits and stares kind of thinking of what's going on turns out he just kind of locks down like r2d2 in the force awakens he's been locked down just processing for centuries processing what could have been versus what actually was for his little life why doesn't anybody love me why didn't my mother love me you know why wasn't i a real boy kind of deal it's a bit depressing, yeah, actually. Yeah. It really is. And that's bootstrap. At least that's the feel I get from him. And not that this negates this idea of bootstrap stewing in the water. His name's David, uses. by the way. 
the AI, the AI robot. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I remember kind of now. Like you said, we've only seen it once, maybe twice, maybe. Maybe not even the whole thing twice. We may have yeah. just, we may have cried ourselves asleep yeah, after was, watching that. It's wrong. But Bootstrap, maybe David and AI, who knows. The barnacles are just like a suit on a super growth formula. So we saw the barnacles growing on the ship, right? Yeah. Presumably after Bootstrap appeared. That's kind of what we surmised is that these just, it was like Mother Nature and Fantasia so, is how we said it. Like when he touches something, it kind of just crusts on there and starts growing things. Okay. So the bottle of rum was actually in that box. Okay. My, oh, oh my God. You just blew my mind. It was in that box. He went and grabbed the bottle of rum, left barnacles behind to grow there or pieces of it, whatever. And it pulled it out of there. And so the barnacles were growing on there that quickly. And he already crusted the bottle to his hand. That's got to be it. I didn't even think of that. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. That is exactly what happened. Oh, you just, uh, now all of my symbolism is just dead in the water. How dare you? (laughs) Damn it. Well, guess we'll just end it right there. (laughs) Yeah, because they, that, that must be it, actually. Yeah, that he grabbed that bottle from there. They just grow so quickly that it's a constant battle to keep like them, these barnacles, or him from freezing, like his arms and his legs in place. Yeah. That's why he's cracking and stuff all the time. Right. I mean, we don't uncover the true nature of this issue in this particular minute, so I'm kind of treading lightly on what's going on here with him. But I do love the rum bottle stuck to his hand. Well, and the fact that it still had rum in it, because like I was, yeah, I was just trying to think like, is this something that... You know, is this that one bottle that's been in his clutches for so long? Is what I was wondering at the beginning. I was like, how long has he been holding on to this bottle? Right. And not drinking it, actually. But the fact is, I don't think Jack doesn't take a cork out of it. So if this guy was obviously underwater, Jack would be drinking seawater. Right. Which he's not. So he pulled that bottle. Off the shelf. From the shelf. Left the barnacles behind. Pulled out the cork. And that's why then Jack takes it. Right. It's got to be what it is. You notice Jack's cracking also here? Yeah, I do know that. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if that was Jack or Bootstrap cracking. And I, they just showed Jack, but it's really Bootstrap cracking in the background. Yeah, but I don't if know. you see the way Jack moves his head, it's that perfect motion to get your neck to crack. Well, I agree that it's time to look like Jack has cracked his neck. So I'm not entirely sure, but it makes sense, I yeah. guess. And if that's the case, it's really symbolic if Jack also is cracking here. Right. Like I said, I know we haven't gotten to like the plot elements with Davy Jones. We did discuss the history of Davy Jones actually last season, I believe, when it came up. Yeah, I think so. So we're not going to get into that. But I'll throw this out. Jack's neck cracking is like eerily similar to Bootstrap's barnacle cracking sounds, yes. right? Here's the comparison for when we learn more about why Davy Jones sent Bootstrap to Sparrow here. Yeah. Is the neck crack a sign of things to come? Does it have to do with Jack's fate that he may find himself in Bootstrap's predicament or maybe bootstraps, like... Bootstraps, bootstraps. Bootstraps, bootstraps or his future? It's like subtle, but I think it's telling if that's the case. Did they... Because they put it there for a reason. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. It's a symbolic... It's a sign. ...of things to come. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan is here. He's signing <laughs> it up. It's got to be what it is, right? Yep. Did you notice when Jack asks, is this a dream? And Bootstrap kind of looks around to, like, verify. No, it's not a dream. I'm I'm really here. <laughs> Did you notice his eyes kind of look? I had in my notes when Jack asked if, if it's a dream here, if I word salad that or fumbled it through that. Uh-huh. 
is Bootstrap has the nerve to give this look and response like, that's a dumb question. Okay. Really, Bootstrap? I mean, that's a dumb question? I know we have curses established in this expanding universe, but a supposedly dead friend with barnacles returns magically to the inside of Jack's ship when he's looking for rum? Hey, sounds like a dream to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm not sure that this jives with how the universe shakes out, this Pirates of the Caribbean expanded universe, or just even the Pirates of the Caribbean universe. Jack and others are constantly surprised by things that happen on this supernatural scale here. But the books and even the movie, well, this particular movie, Down the Line, establish that creatures and the supernatural exist, and Jack has encountered them before. So should Jack be surprised that Bootstrap is back? Well, I can see Jack asking if this is a dream, because Jack... Remember here, Jack is pretty drunk. Yeah, but he's, it's, yeah, he's I really understand drunk. the dream, but just his look. Oh. Like, he's in shock that he's seeing Bootstrap here. Even you know it's supernatural, you still, I mean, you'd still be shocked if you see your friend with barnacles encrusted all over That's him. what I'm wondering. So is it not so much that it's a surprise that a barnacle encrusted dude is on your ship? Or is it more of a surprise that Jack has seen an old friend? Like, I can't an believe old, this. Yeah, because he's an old friend who he thought was dead. Maybe. You know? Because he shouldn't be surprised by the supernatural. No. I mean, this goes back to the same issue I've had with Harry Potter films. Shout out to Harry Potter Minute. Gary and Victoria. Hey there. In the first movie, Chamber of Secrets, Harry is amazed at like this whole... You've heard me talk about this before. Yeah. Told you this before. I haven't told you guys, but I told Heather. Is that he's amazed at this new wizardry wizarding world right wizarding world is coming to an area near you maybe we could get advertisement for wizard world or whatever the hell it's called it's like the comic con's little brother and we're open to advertisements so he's amazed at this whole new world discovering all these like impossible things that can be true and are true yeah he always has this look of amazement on his face and it's classic for a young harry potter there right but my issue is at some point and let's just use an example here, like these subsequent movies, or at least at the few of the early sequels, that amazement would wear off at some point. It wouldn't be so much Harry's mouth open in wonder, but more of like, holy S, Batman, we can do that? Or, sweet, that's cool, or, wow, I can't believe that we can do this too. But he's he seems more in shock and amazed, like he was Every in the first movie, when there's something yeah. new. And I think that the... The choice for them, for maybe a director or something, is that they're trying to give the audience that. They're like giving Harry Potter what the audience reaction is to something new in this world. Right. As opposed to what Harry should be used to at this point. Right. He could be saying, yeah, it's cool. But to be in complete and utter amazement just doesn't make sense to me after all the things he's seen. Yeah. He should be like, Jesus, that's another run-of-the-mill thing. But, man, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So, I can understand that Jack may have had, like, his first run-in with the supernatural and would be shocked. But when we find out that Jack's experience with Davy Jones and sea creatures and curses and, and all this other stuff stretch back to the days of his youth, should he be weirded out by Bootstrap here? Or should he be, damn, this world never ceases to amaze me? Yeah, I don't think he's really weirded out all that much. Well, kind of, but not. He looks like it. He looks like he's yeah. amazed and shocked. Well, at what's he going is. On. Like I said, he's got this friend here who he thought was dead. I'm just wondering if he should be jaded to some of the stuff that he's seeing. I I don't know. I've never been into a situation where somebody's just popped back barnacled from the dead. Well, you know what? After but I die, also... I'll come back barnacled to you, and you see. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, shiver me timbers. <laughs> <It's> just. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, your reaction is. And I thought I wouldn't want to be strapped to a cannon and dropped into the ocean. Now you just made that want to happen. First thing I'm doing tomorrow. It's my goal for the new year. I'm going to go to Davy Jones's locker just to escape that fate. Yeah, that's all I was asking. If he should be jaded to this more than he is. That's what I was wondering. Just because he's seen so much supernatural stuff. I don't know. I didn't find it a odd. While watching the movie, I didn't find it odd that he was shocked to see him. Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't yeah, find I it okay. an I, odd I, I mean, thing. I, I didn't think about it. I didn't it. question it. I questioned it only after I really started analyzing it. Because I thought, wow. Well, this is also comes back to like when I first saw the movie. Curse of the Black Pearl is what I thought. Because we didn't have a lot of the books that started, say, in 2006. Is that this was their first real experience with the supernatural. And we touched on this in season one when we were talking about the curse of the Black Pearl. Is this their first supernatural experience with a curse? And that's why everybody's in shock by it. Yeah. But then to come to find out there's a lot of supernatural stuff that's been happening in this world for a long time. So why should they be so shocked about this? Right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I was getting at. I don't know. But I do, like I said, I do like the idea that the bottle is crusted to his hand. It's... And then it still had rum in it because it was like, in a way, even though he just grabbed it off the shelf, but in a way, it's almost like it's been stuck to his hand for a long time yeah. because of that. And he hasn't drank all the rum. So he's like even losing the will to live yeah, or losing the will to not even drink it. He's just sitting there. He's encrusted. He's trying to or wants to drink his dilemma away, but he can't. And then there's that constant battle to keep the ocean from taking over from him losing his humanity. Yeah. I mean, it could be one, could be the other, could be all of these things, but I don't know. But here's the here's the real big thing for this minute. Since the rum, we're talking about the rum bottle. Jack must really need a swig of rum. Would you drink from a bottle knowing that a barnacle <laughs> man has possibly put his lips freaking on it? I'd be afraid of barnacle. Well, that's why he kind of blows it off and kind of wipes it a little bit. going to help. You're telling me that a flick and a wipe... Aren't going to remove the creepy crawly germs on that bottle? Jack, come on, man. Someone bring me a straw. Drink through a straw at least. Don't put your lips on that. You see what was sucking on that thing? Oh, oh man. That guy. I mean, and you had to pry it from his hand. Yeah. He had to pry it from his cold barnacle hand to get a drink from it. And then he flicks some uh, pieces off. And- he had no problem. Did you notice that he had no problem? Cr- I mean, actually, he had to break this thing from the guy's hand. Wasn't he afraid that fingers or something would come with it? Who knows? I mean, he called the guy a carbuncle, basically. (laughs) So he knows that he's a nasty boil type guy. (laughs) And yet you're still willing to put your lips on that. Yeah. I mean, Jack, come on, man. Ah, the rum is important. Why is the rum gone? so. And another detail that adds to this depressed idea that we're talking about is the water coming from his mouth. And you mentioned that, too. And I mentioned it in the beginning. It's when he starts to talk. It just kind of pours right out. Bootstrap is obviously, well, not a mouth breather, for one thing. Because he would have had to open his mouth. So the guy is really good at just breathing through his nose. That's what he does. Otherwise, it just would have spilled out earlier while he's hanging out in the dark. Bootstrap really needs to find a happy place. Because he was obviously just sitting there in the dark. (laughs) He grabbed some rum and he was like, he couldn't even muster to open his mouth when... Well, that's the thing. So he didn't even have he didn't any rum. Have any, he didn't drink any. Yeah. So that goes back to what I was just saying. He wants to drink his problems away, oh. but he's lost that will to even do that. Unless the water just keeps coming. Oh, God. Does it just keep coming? That's brutal. It is may. it possible? It may. He is seeking. Because the, he opened the bottle of rum, obviously. So. You're right. It's like uh, saliva. I bet you it just keeps coming. It just kind of 
gets back in there. You know, it's they, a dentist's I mean, office. Is... It just fills back up yeah. your saliva. They got to break out the sippy straw. Yeah. Suck it all out. So he's just sitting there with his mouth closed. All of a sudden, he's got now water pouring in there. Just, yeah. God, the guy's an ocean master. Yeah. Oh, I think that's it just brutal. keeps going. Yeah. Oh, so now the question is, do you want to be, and I think we asked this in our Facebook listeners crew, and we might have to bring it up again. Do you really want to be Davy Jones's minion? Oh, when we get there, if we find out that's what he is. Spoilers. Or part of Barbosa's cursed crew. Man, that's brutal stuff there. Just to have water <laughs> seeping all over the place and whatever you touch just gets barnacled and feather dusted and yeah, segmented worm. Oh, man. Uh, I don't even know. If I... Ah, I what an a... upbeat episode. I thought it was a neat touch, though. To have the water come out of his mouth before he talked. It did. And actually, I'm going to be getting a little uh, biological here, but that water was pretty damn clear. <laughs> was, I didn't see spit bubbles or anything in that. I was like, well, he did a good job of holding that. It's like, uh, Mr. Skarsgård, you got to hey, tone down the saliva on the next take. And he managed to not do that. Uh, nice job there. Now that's acting. If you can keep water pouring out of your mouth from looking like it uh, maybe had some saliva in it, then you're doing a good job. There you Get go. that guy a bonus check. <laughs> when Jack tells Bootstrap that he had help getting the pearl back and that it was Will, Bootstrap looks totally disappointed that Will became pirate. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. yeah. He looks, I mean, extremely disappointed. He puts his head down. Oh, so Will... It became a pirate. Then. Well, went pirate or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. But Jack doesn't try to help him at all by saying, no, he's actually a blacksmith. You know, he just helped me get the pearl back because a woman, blah, blah, blah. No, he doesn't try to help his suffering. He just lets him think that his son went pirate. That's because Jack, it gets back to Jack being all about Jack and his selfish nature. That's yeah. where he really is most of the time. He does other things, as we've talked about, but for the most part, it's all about Jack. Yeah, he sees that his friend is in the dumps. Literally, this guy's a seafood dump here. <laughs> and he knows that he's sad. And the guy says, damn, I can't believe my son went pirate. And Yeah. Basically. And Jack can't even say, you're right. Hey, don't worry, mate. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. He didn't. In fact, not only is he a blacksmith, he's marrying the freaking governor's daughter. The guy's high society now. Right. Yeah. And not see, only that, your son totally saved me. From the noose and led me here and helped me get the ship back. The guy is a stand-up guy. He's honorable. No. Jack goes, uh, I'm going to take a seat with my rum bottle here. Yeah. Basically. But Jack also doesn't think that because that being That's a pirate true. is anything bad. You yeah, know? but it's not bad for him. He could see the oh, yeah. water pouring off this guy's face and say, but it's you know what? Maybe I could throw this guy a bone here yeah. and just help ease his spirits. It's like he didn't care about his feelings. All he cared about was... Yeah, that's definitely the you case. You know, it's just like, well, you kind of put a little light in his I mean, I guess that here. would be what Jack's character would do. He wouldn't necessarily go saying that to him. Right. He'd be more concerned about, okay, I got the rum. He is a little hammered. Yeah. He's got the rum now. He's talking possibly to a dream, even though the dream says it's not. He's still like, oh, okay. It's... It is more true to Jack's character. Yeah. Unless there was something in it for him. Unless he's trying to sway Bootstrap, then he might drop that bomb on him. Right. And help him out. But at this point, how does that help him is basically his... Yeah, it's all about Jack. Yeah. I also wanted to mention when Bootstrap says that Davy Jones sent him. My question is, what did Jack do now? <laughs> exactly. 
that is where our minute really ends. It's yeah. kind of a cool cliffhanger, actually, for the next minute. What did Jack do now? Imagine if you had to watch Davy minutes, Jones sit movies by minutes like that. If they were just minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sitcoms. Yeah. It'd be a you only watch half hour a time. You have to binge watch the whole movie at the well, same okay. time. Then It's like Lost. Yeah. <laughs> we were on the Lost Late Show. I will say that. Yeah. And we actually signed up for Netflix just because <laughs> we needed to see what was happening in Lost. We were watching it on TV and those bastages started it back over. They didn't finish it. They actually rewound it and started yeah. from the beginning. And we're like, what in the damn hell is going on here? We've been watching you, Spike TV, play Lost. And then you, you just you just took it away from us. So we had to actually <laughs> sign up for Netflix. We're like, we got to sign up for the trial for Netflix so we can watch it. And then we binge watch it. It's like that oh, commercial on Hulu. Can't believe we just sat through 10, <laughs> ten whole seasons. <laughs> We were like staying up super late watching we it. We were encrusted with barnacles. We almost grew into our couch. Because <laughs> every time, every single episode was a cliffhanger. And then we figured we're not going to up and renew. We're not going to renew the Netflix. So we might as well just try and blast through it so we could cancel it. Oh, we never canceled it. We kept it. In fact, then we ditched our TV. So Comcast, yeah, that's what happened. No more Comcast. Spike TV, you caused this. Yeah, look what Spike TV did. And now we're still paying Comcast for internet service just so we can oh. stream all this stuff. Yeah. Anyways. We're I not paying for their television, we though, digress. so it's okay. We digress. There you go. <laughs> That's all I have for today. But this isn't the Lost Minute. No. It's probably, we could really do a Lost Minute. Oh my God. We tried to listen to some Lost podcast recently, and they were just super short and didn't really, I was like, oh, okay, this isn't what I need. Yeah, I it was, got, huh? I got stuck in like the analyze, scrutinize, and... Celebrate or plunder, however you want to say it. And there's so much minute. in Lost. And there's to... so much in Lost, yes. Okay, yeah. but this isn't a Lost podcast. We're talking Pirates of the Caribbean here. Yes. So that's, but that's it, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's all I got. Now I gotta, so we're at a cliffhanger. Now I got to go binge watch all the seasons of Lost this weekend. There oh, we go. No. Yeah. So we're at, a cliff, to my couch. we're at a cliffhanger and we'll find out what Jack did, hopefully, in the next minute. Good thing that movie cliffhangers. Unless you're at the end of the movie, if you're in the middle of the movie, uh, the start of the movie, don't just talk comes about right away. Movie cliffhangers in the middle of the movie. There you go. Or in the end of the movie. Yeah, that's not good. And it brings up uh, Heather's sore subject of uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Screams out in the theater. But we said we said that season one, you can go hear that. So that's all I got too. Are you ready to get the hell out of here? I'm ready. We'll be back tomorrow with minute sixteen of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horns swoggling to a minimum. And of course. Happy New Year, and uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, SoundCloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, 
And by all means, give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. This is a Shoutreach Media production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bildrats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.